1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Wait a minute, Mr. Wait. Wait, hey, hey, hey,
2: Mr. Well,
1: yeah. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. On this 11th day of December, almost said 13th. Well, there's a reason for that. Eleventh day of December, Sunday morning. We say to you, "Good morning, Georgia." Morning, and good morning, to you folks in Peachtree Corners. Okay, you ain't got nothing for them, do you? Yeah, I do. What you got?
3: Oh, up there, I mean, it's right off from Norcross. Right there, it's right where it splits. If you're going up, you know, um, you know, uh, going up Peachtree Industrial, and you get the split there. You get 141 one side, and Peachtree Industrial the other way. That is.
1: I didn't ask you to tell Street me where Corner. it was. I want okay. the little nugget that you always got. I want oh, you know a restaurant know or Street. a high school team or Well or it's somebody. right out it
3: was right out from Norcross, so the schools closer there. Norcross and Wesleyan, those are the schools that are closest to Peach okay. Corners. Um, so yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And and, um, and by the way, Eric, I haven't heard you so everything sounded okay? I guess. Oh, okay, we'll just we're still working on some things here. And again, uh, Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the Game, 929 the Game Got a lot of layers to this morning's show and I want to apologize off the rip because not only do we have the technical issues, I'm I, I you talk about someone who's coming off the DL or actually still working, <laughs> uh, who should be on the on the DL. I have uh, I'm not with Mr. Crenshaw this morning because I couldn't drive with muscle relaxers. In my system, okay. The possibility. I my back went out two days ago, and I have been miserable. And listen, four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. I am happily taking any sort of back remedies. I've gone through two. Um, what do you call it? I'm I'm using one right now. Heating pads.
3: Heating pads. Yeah.
1: I got the heat. The one didn't work good enough. We actually Tracy ordered another one, so it's coming today. One of those that goes over your shoulders and around your neck, make you look like you know a highlight player and then it goes down <laughs> around your back down your back and then attaches around your waist so it gets your whole back yeah i'm just miserable that and, sounds and good yeah, know- that, that sounds pretty good right yeah either. it does I mean, actually i've see, never seen one before you
3: see I mean, i'm curious to hear how that worked for you
1: all right well then listen we've got plenty of time for christmas presents So, <laughs> so <laughs> hey I, making those lists man you know that's right that's right so i have never um and I think everybody out there that has this happen to them, they shake their head at how it happened because you didn't do anything. It's like the the, the athlete who we see running and all of a sudden just steps wrong, and next thing you know, boom, blowing ACL. I was helping her. I was helping Tracy. We were. I got back from the trip, brought my bags in. Everything was fine. Bopping around the house, played Jesse for a minute, and she needed me to to, to help her. You know, w- w- put some sheets on the bed and do some things like that. And I just I just turned. I just turned, didn't lift the mattress up, nothing. Just turned a certain way, and I went down. I went down on my knees like somebody hit me with a two by four. And since then, that was Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I've been mostly horizontal the whole time.
3: Folks, I got to tell you, this guy called me yesterday. and Says, "Man, and <laughs> tell you what's what's going on." He said, "I cannot move." I was like, "What?" and um, yeah, so, you know, you, it's not what you can do with that. Take something out of the other thing just for pain relief in general. But yeah. ho- hopefully, hopefully it is improving a bit today.
1: It's better than it was, but I'm still – listen, it, it, it is a four-part episode to get out of the bed. <laughs> you know, when you, when, you, when you finally get to a spot where you, you feel comfortable, it's moving from that spot. That's the problem. You got to get up and maybe make a bathroom run or go get some, you know, get something to drink or, or whatever. And that's where you start making noises really loud, Uh (laughs) moving around. (laughs) But I want to say this, and I don't want to spend all this time talking about my, my, my issues. I sound like Regis. Uh, May he rest in peace. But everybody out there that has a dog or a, a pet, I would imagine just dogs do this, but I don't know. I never had any other pets that, that I know do this. When you're not feeling well, your dog knows it. Yeah. They, they know it. I, I, you know, I've watched it with both of us and, and the last two dogs we had Roxy before Jesse and Jesse now Jesse sat with me the entire day, Saturday and, and, and Friday when it started to hurt. And then all day yesterday and Wow. It will probably be with me today. And, you know, I, I, I find myself a, a comfortable spot and she just wants to jump up on me and yeah. just later and just stares at you. You know? and
2: in her own way, she was trying to say, "Can I bring you
0: something?" I know, yeah.
1: I know, right? Yeah. You, you,
2: you need, you're hungry. You're hungry, pops. You're hungry, I mean, you know.
1: And 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 poor Tracy, she's trying to help me out too. There. And you know, when you're not feeling well, you're kind of short and curt. You know, it's like, no, I don't need nothing. I'm good or whatever. She's trying to help me out, but but Jesse just just jumps up on you and says, "All right, I'm here. I'm gonna take care of you." <laughs> and, can I can I fluff that pillow for you? Yeah. yeah. And she just lays there next to you. So everybody, like I said, that has a dog. Uh, knows what I'm talking about and 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 you know my my little rescue here has been trying to take care of me and she's she's been great fantastic She has been great all right man listen before we get to John grant and talk about some of this stuff going on in uh major league baseball, what is happening locally?
3: Oh my goodness well you we wrapped up the season uh great high school football season of course, we closed things out last night with a final edition of the high school scoreboard show. Uh, which, you know, we've covered so much this past season. And so thankful uh, for the support of everybody here at Odyssey Atlanta uh, for us to give the treatment that we do to high school football. Great to have have, uh, spent time yesterday over at Center Park Stadium with Chris Parker. We walked around and got a chance to meet a lot of people, talk to some people, told us how much they enjoy the show. So it was great to, to, uh, to see them as well. And shout out to all of our contributors, you know, Day Day Lewis, Eric is on the other side of the glass right now. Dylan Matthews, Stephen Gagliano, uh, Garrett Chapman, Simone Stanley um, just did a tremendous job covering high school football throughout the area and around the state. Uh, Mr. Slaughter, you just and, and sampling the fine cuisine, Greg, Greg, Eric found the food every Friday night, wherever he was, he found the, what was the great thing on the menu at the concession stand? That's very important, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, how much is you? So this is for him while he's out on site. But normally you talk about what's brought to the studio. You know, your chicken wings or not like that. But you, you ate good south of Macon. Is that what you're saying?
2: Oh, absolutely. I ate good south of Macon and and east of uh, I-285 <laughs> and 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 and, 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 nor- and north of Georgia 400. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: He had a chance to see some of those places. Uh, some folks cover high school football, and they end up finding places around the state. This man can't wait to go back to Valdosta again. He had a great time down there. The people received him well and saw a heck of a football game down there, too. It was great to see that. Uh, the state championships were handed out and, uh Thursday. started on Thursday with temperatures close to 70 degrees. Uh, people out there in T-shirts didn't feel like state championship at all. Uh, Shilley County. Uh, taking on the Bowden, shout out to the Bowden Red Devils. They get the win 39-31 over Sly County in their matchup. Prince Avenue Christian over Swainsboro, 52-34. The points were just flying around out there in that, in that championship game. On Friday, we saw Thompson against Fitzgerald, and it was rain. The Thompson Fitzgerald fans showed up and lined up outside the gate uh, an hour before the gate opened. These people had made the drive to Atlanta and couldn't wait to get in and see their teams play for the High School Football State Championship. Thompson got that win, 32-27 final in that one. Benedictine over Cedartown with a goal line stance at the end of the My goodness, Eric, you got those chances right there from the one-yard line, and Cedartown gets turned away.
2: You know, it's funny. I was talking to it. You heard my report um, Town had a running back that was a nose tackle. You know, you know how they put the yeah. big ass And all night long, he was getting eight, nine. Ten, and just mo- – I said one time on the – you know, if I'm doing PA, I'm supposed to be a little vanilla. Yeah. But I said, and he moves the pile, <laughs> you know, because he was just a train. You're supposed to line up and say, hey, guess what? Number two is getting this ball four straight times. If y'all can stop him. We'll tip our cap. So, guess what? They all had to tip their cap because they lined up and stopped them, boys. That was amazing. Yeah. That they couldn't punch that ball in.
3: That was a 14-13 final score to get the win. And the night cap, uh, obviously a history-making night as Langston Hughes gets the first state championship in their history. Shout out to Coach Boone Williams, 35-28 uh, finals Boone. over Gainesville. Yep, Coach Boone got the championship. And they got the record for most points scored in a season, 792. 7.92. Uh, man, you going to have to really run up some points to catch up that point total going yeah, forward. You,
2: you do the math on that. That's 50-plus points per game.
1: How much? Uh, see, now, every time – how come I don't get to watch these games when I'm wa- watching high school football? They always seem to be like 12 to 8 or 9. No. You well, well, you well, Greg, well, Greg and, and
2: hold on, because you ain't heard nothing yet. So, <laughs> so you ain't heard <laughs> nothing. Where's all the passing
1: going on in the games I seem to be watching? There's, there's lacking. There's a lot of running, but – and some scoring, but not a lot of, you know, you don't see a lot of young Dan Marinos in the high school games I've been watching. Yeah. Well, well, well,
3: wait till what? Go ahead, Sam. Tell them. Go ahead, tell them, Sam. Give <laughs> no. some knowledge. We, we got him. We got him. Yesterday, the final games, Sandy Creek over Cedar Grove, 21-17 final in that game. Ware County over Warner Robins, 38-13. And the late game last night, Mill Creek, 70-70 to 35 over Carrollton. Mill Creek wins the 7A. Uh, championship, yeah, the ball was Mill Creek's
2: still scoring points.
3: Yeah. they still
2: scoring points.
3: <laughs> we're in the studio because Chris and I had started the show and we were watching, and I'm telling you, that game comes on, Eric. And we glanced down for a minute, we look up, Mill Creek's going to score it again. We're like, well, you know, Mill Creek just scored again. <laughs> and, then, and, and it was going back and forth because Carrollton was trying to keep up right. with him early. Yeah. Big
1: plays, 80 oh. yard
2: touchdowns, I was I was
1: gonna say, touchdowns. So, was, They weren't big runs and, and there was no tackling or defense. You're talking about a passing attack. <gasps> oh,
2: it was just a little bit of everything. Kickoff return, one on one. Kickoff oh, return. My goodness. Just, I mean, pick just, sixes,
1: any of them? I don't think oh, it was so a we had any pick sixes. No, no, you no. Know, but
3: but, but we that. I mean, Greg, you're throwing the ball, but you know what? To win the state championship, and I talked with a coach this week. I wrote a blog about some some coaches who have won in the past, and Cecil Flow won four championships at Parkview, and people like Jeff Francoeur and, and Matt Sincich were playing out there. He said, "You know what? You can change the offenses around. We don't run the power offense like we did back in the day. It's evolved to this, you know, basketball on turf." He said, "But you know what? If, to win the state championship, you still got to run the rock." And I think that's it. That's still got the teams that win the state championship. That's still the basis of what they do. You're not lining up in the eye, although we did see one team line up in the eye for one play. And I'm sure the opposing defense, is like, what is that? You know, because it, <laughs> yeah. you just don't do that anymore. Uh, Bouton did that. They would run up, they lined up in the eye. I was like, whoa. Uh, but the coaches do multiple things and, and, and change things around. But you still got to have that running game. Great. You can come out and pass through all you want to, you know, but you still got to run it. That, that's, that's like college ball. You can have guys throw it around, but you still got to run run the ball well. Right. You know, you ain't seen any fun-gun offenses winning national championships. They get a lot of points on the board, put up a lot of yards. But Sam
2: and Greg, I think one of the other things, and I had one of my coaches say it, we probably had 10 to 12 future professional players playing this weekend, and their talent levels really shined on the biggest stage. Yeah. And especially that Mill Creek. That Mill Creek team has at least – 15 or 20 Division One guys mm-hmm. and probably five to six future professional players. And they showed why. Those guys just really put on the show last night. Like you said, every couple seconds, another touchdown, another <laughs> touchdown, another <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> I want
1: to ask you guys a question. Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. You know when you take long trips and you're on the road for eight, ten 10 hours or whatever, you tend to start thinking about things. And of course, this past week with the whole Dion thing and then transfer portal and, and all of that thrown into a blender, I just started thinking about the way college football exists today and what's going to happen next. Meaning we know that there's going to be 12 in the playoff. We know there's going to be some West coast teams are going to be part of the big 10, the landscape of college football and the business of it has changed. My question to you, two guys who spent a lot of your times on the level right below that is there going to be any noticeable changes or things done, whether it's in the state of Georgia or just overall, that's going to be noticeable because of what college is doing? Is there anything – I mean, what what will be done differently, if anything? And, again, this is what I was just thinking about. I I wonder if that's going to have any effect on high school, the way college football has pivoted and, and positioned themselves for the next decade or two. Well,
3: Go ahead, Eric. Right. Well, ahead. I
2: think a lot of that question will be answered in the next two weeks when we have the National Signing Days. I think there are going to be – and, Sam, you said this, well, there's going to be less young men – getting the bigger offers initially, there's going to probably be a lot of young men that will go the junior college route and the, maybe the small school route and try to find, you know, a way to their destination another way. Because if you have a school that you're really interested in and they're like, well, we're not signing the full class because we're, we're doing the transfer portal. Well, okay, fine. And then I'll go to a, a different school and get into the transfer portal and then get on your radar that way. I'm afraid of that, but I, you know, that's something that's going to happen. One begets another, right? So yep, strategies the
1: strategies that are in place and conversations on the high school level and families doing, maybe you need to, like you just said, yeah. So again, I'm just curious. Keep that's, going, that's, Sam, that's, I'm that's
3: hard to do. It's, you know, it's not just the high school have to do it. The, the, the parents have to get it. The parents have to change the the the, the, uh, the the process. They know the process is changing, and they may have had an older older child that came through and they were able to go a certain place. Where comes this younger child? They might be at that same level and they may not be able to go there. They may have to go to a D2 school uh, and play some and play your way and then, you know, go back in the portal and see if you can climb to that school. But just remember, the portal is crowded and only about 40% find another spot. I'm looking at numbers right now Texas AM, everybody talked about how much NIL they were spreading around. They got 20 folks in the transfer portal. 20, you know, so that's that's the thing when you think about it. Florida got 17. That's a, so, that's a quarter of your team. Absolutely, in the transfer portal, and that's after you know a new coach at Florida, you know Jimbo Fisher, that people jumping off that ship. But obviously, there's some <laughs> other, you know, so that's that's the You're thing right. to think about it, right? So that's that's just a little sample of where we at. I knew,
1: I knew asking you two.
3: We actually got a dozen from Alabama. We never get a dozen guys, a dozen guys in the transfer portal from Alabama right now.
1: And then you got
2: one coach that pretty much tells the whole team just go and get in the portal. Just go and get in the portal. The whole team. (laughs) All y'all, go.
3: (laughs) He's going to be in town next week. And I tell you what, uh, it's going to be a big celebration. Call it the Celebration Bowl. The executive director of the Cricket Celebration Bowl, John Grant, is going to join us next when we continue on this Sunday morning. Sam and Greg with you uh, here on Sports Radio 1990 Game and 1990Game.com.
1: Radio 9290game, 9290game.com. seven Greg on this Sunday morning, the 11th day of December. And I don't know how many times this man has heard this song going into an interview that he's done, but it just seems apropos. Uh, because if we were thinking about, could we play a fight song? We said, well, no, we'd have to play two of them, right? Because you can't just do one and not do the other. So we'll just throw celebration out there as we get ready next week for What As I Understand is is a nearly sold-out Cricket Celebration Bowl. We want to welcome in a friend of the show. Haven't talked to him in a minute. And uh, I, I know he's got sparks off coming off his heels from all the appearances and <laughs> interviews he's been doing, but he knows that, you know, nothing is complete till he sits down with Sam and Greg. Right, Sam?
3: Yeah, there he is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: He knows what's up. Welcome into the show executive director of the Cricket Celebration Bowl. And again, like I said, friend of the show, Mr. John Grant. Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: Hey Greg, good morning. How are you guys doing today?
1: Well, I'm hurting. I feel like you know what, but like, that's okay. We got you here. I'm dealing with back issues, but that's just because I'm that's just because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not old in
0: spirit, Greg. You're not old in spirit. I can no. hear that in your voice every morning.
1: There you go. I Appreciate it.
3: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we were together this week uh, for the press conference uh, to get everybody set for the big game. Uh, tell us where things sit as far as the game. We know what the matchup is. And what about the tickets? I think we heard that they, they may not be. Yeah. Tickets.
0: Well, you know, we are at this point um, selling standing room only. Um, and you know how uh, what that's like. And, and we're, we're near depletion of those uh, that we have on sale right now. We have a small reserve uh, beyond that should we deplete the ones we have on sale um, right now. So the game is, is technically a sellout out beyond um, what we're selling at standing room only. So we're excited about that. Fans are excited. People are looking for tickets. There are certainly tickets out there on the secondary market uh, for those that may be looking, but uh, as far as what we have, um, that's where we stand today.
1: Got Sam.
3: That is fantastic. That is fantastic news. Well, thoughts about this season. And the things that people we had a chance to watch, and the things that really have, have, have energized uh, the excitement around HBCU athletics uh, that, that we've seen. Your thoughts about that, and how it you know kind of culminates for this season, you know, with this event. All eyes on Atlanta next week.
0: Well, you know, the road begins and ends in Atlanta. It begins with the Cricket I match-like mean, Challenge back in Week Zero when we opened college football. And the goal for every coach in the MIAC and the SWAC at that point, Sam as you, and, and Greg, as you guys know, was to get to Atlanta. And we're down now to the final two, uh, with uh, North Carolina Central representing the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference and Jackson State uh, representing the Southwestern Athletic Conference as their champions. So they'll, they'll collide here in Atlanta uh, on December 17th at uh, 12 noon uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
3: And on ABC.
0: <laughs> and on ABC. Did I leave out that little, 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 yeah, um, little, that little
1: nugget? That little nugget. That's all right. <laughs> we got, we got you back. As a matter of fact, again, John Grant joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. I want you to uh, just grade me here. Let me know if I've got everything correct here, because as you talk about the tickets possibly being gone, that doesn't mean that people can't participate in the event. There's things coming up. Some media but some open to the public, and we want to let you know about it. As you mentioned, Monday and Tuesday, you got Women in Athletics Professional Development. That's going to be at the Marriott Marquis. The teams get here on Wednesday, the 14th. The Taste of the Cricket Celebration Bowl Team Welcome Dinner, presented by Coca-Cola. That's happening. That's happening Wednesday night. Thursday, the Champions Circle Showcase Dinner. That's at the College Football Hall of Fame right down there on Marietta Street. And then Friday, all manner of things, which you need to go to the website, uh, celebrationbowl.com, to check out the schedule of events going on, fan zone, all of that. You've got the the, um, Coca-Cola fan experience, which is going on. So, again, leading up to the game, if you can't get there, there are still things that people can participate in, correct? And did I get that?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Greg, and the the, Coca-Cola Fan Experience uh, will open on Friday from 6 until 9, and again, it'll reopen on Saturday from 8.30 until 11.30, and it's free. Um, So fans can come down and and enjoy the festivities, even if you can't get into the game, and particularly if you can't come, you can watch it on ABC on Saturday.
3: Wow, now we're going to have some new things we're instituting this year, basically a Celebration Bowl Hall of Fame. I think we we'll explain how that works and who we're going to be recognizing.
0: Well, you're right, Sam. Um, and we announced at our press conference that this this year we will um, we we will launch our inaugural the um, Celebration Bowl Hall of Fame, and the um, our first inductee uh, will be Mr. Tariq Cohen. Uh, from North Carolina A&T, who is the, the most valuable player of the 2015 Celebration Bowl. Uh, he ran for, I think, 295 yards in that game with the game MVP, was a catalyst to, to North Carolina A&T's first win, and then he went on to be drafted by uh, the Chicago Bears, and so he will be our first Hall of Fame inductee for the bowl game.
3: That is fantastic. That is fantastic news. People always get excited about the bands. If people can't get to the game, they can still come out and enjoy the bands on Saturday morning, right?
0: That's correct. We're going to have a band jamboree. Um, two of the, It's going to be two high school bands uh, as well as the college bands, but uh, we have Westlake High School taking on South Gwinnett High School uh, in, in sort of a precursor for the, uh, the main show, which will be um, the Jackson State Sonic Boom of the South. Um, taking on uh, the North North Carolina Central. So uh, those two bands, or four bands, will be going head-to-head in the Coca-Cola Fan Experience. Again, that's free for fans to come out on Saturday morning, starting at 8.30 a.m., and it's going to be a fun day.
1: John, listen. We can't let you get out of here without asking a couple questions about just the, the overall spotlight that has been brought on to HBCUs with Dion, and then all of a sudden the uh, news that he is leaving to go to Colorado. Just his 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 impact on HBCU schools on on Jackson State and the. I don't want you to get into how he left and how that was just um, how that was handled, but just the overall his time connected to the HBCU schools, what did it do overall in your mind?
0: Well, what you saw uh, that it did was the same thing it did for professional sports when he played there. Uh, I mean, he is Deion Sanders. He is prime time. He has um, a a machine that that, um, certainly um, um, elevates his brand and bringing that brand to Jackson State uh, was was tremendous for them, and it was also a tremendous um, uh, opportunity to to put a spotlight through uh, media attention um, on HBCUs and his message of uh, to, to recruits that you can go to an HBCU and you can go to the next level from an HBCU, and he, he's demonstrated that even in a short period of time that that he was he was there, and uh, we're certainly thankful for you know, the commitment that he's made. But we're also really excited for him for his next opportunity.
3: Talks about that, and a lot of people say, how do we carry this forward, John? You know, and, and, I, and I say the flame was lit by Tariq Cohen, to me, the person we're going to honor in the very first Celebration Bowl. That made people look at HBCU football and see good football. Because a lot of people told recruits, if you go to this school, they don't play good ball. Nobody's going to come to see you. You won't be on national TV, and you can't get to the NFL. This game has helped to disprove disprove those myths. And how do we carry it forward now with this brighter spotlight that has been brought to bear on HBCU? Well,
0: look, there's there's more uh, visibility um, uh, to HBCU uh, football than ever. Um, In 2015, ESPN was carrying – uh, 32 games. This past year, we televised over, just ESPN alone over 150 plus games on, on our platforms. And then you have other platforms that are also carrying um, HBCU games in the week. So being seen uh, is no longer um, an impediment. Uh, it, you know, there you can on any given Saturday, you can watch four to five plus uh, HBCU games on, on any given Saturday. And that is a marked difference from, Sam from 2015. So players want two things. They want to play, and they want to be seen. And both of those those desires are answered uh, when you come to an HBCU and bring your talent there.
1: Uh, Yeah, because we didn't want to get into his dismount and how that all happened, because there's been all kinds of conversation about that. But let me ask you the question that we ask you pretty much every year and every time we have you on. All right. It, you've gotten to where you are right now and you couldn't be prouder of how this how this game has grown over the years what's next what would you like to see happen next what door needs to be open for the celebration bowl in your mind that you're striving for
0: the super bowl that this becomes the super bowl uh, for, uh, the super bowl like experience for hbcu fan and for h and, and for people who watch this game um, that it, is with, it becomes without question uh, one of the premier plat, uh, national championship platforms, which it is on its way to becoming, um, that crowns a champion every year, which we do. So as we continue to assure that we're presenting, you know, world-class, uh, developing world-class content, that we're creating world-class experiences for the student-athlete and for the fans and also for the viewers, um that's a journey that we know uh, requires a lot of co- uh, continuous um, uh, focus and effort and commitment, and uh, that's our objective to do that.
1: You know, Sam, that's not actually a bad idea. I mean, we, we watch it in some forms like in racing. The NASCAR starts its season off with its Super Bowl. So if the HBCUs can have their Super Bowl kicking off the bowl season, you know, that spot like it's just like yesterday college football moves aside for the army navy game right right as as well it should so if it is known and it becomes a thing where everybody knows hbcus are going to kick off you know the bowl season with their super bowl that's not a bad position to be in
3: yeah absolutely and we look forward to seeing what happens next week when these teams come on the field and we'll be on next saturday morning so yes we will we uh we appreciate you Getting up and spending some time with us this morning—always great. You heard about that,
2: right, John?
0: We
1: we are back on Saturday.
0: I, oh, not, I, that, that's wonderful. See, you see what? See what I mean? That's another <laughs> little element, a little nugget. Yeah. We're getting closer to that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl intention. So, and that's also a great thing for Atlanta when we can say that Atlanta opens the College Bowl season with a national championship game. Yeah.
1: There we go. That's what we're going for. There we go. We got that and biscuits and gravy game. We got it covered here, man. John, enjoy your time next week, and I'm sure you will be – just have a special day next Saturday, and we couldn't be uh, happier for you and the game itself. And, of course, we will be talking about it next week. John Grant, executive director of the Cricket uh, Celebration Bowl. Enjoy your uh, rest of your weekend, man, and have a great game next week. Thank you so much,
0: guys. Have a great day.
3: All right. All right. Uh, next. More to come. We, since we got all the bugs worked out with Greg, and we got him with us here <laughs> on this Sunday morning. It's Sam McGregor, Sports Radio, 929 Game and 929 game.com
1: 9290 Game, 929 gamecom Sam and Greg on this 11th day of December on this Sunday morning. We uh, seem to have gotten all the little glitches out here. I want to thank you guys for uh, putting up with me this morning. Uh, couldn't be there in person. Mr. Crenshaw I am suffering uh, in a way. I, I don't wish back problems on anybody. Uh, anybody. Because the back is one of those things that, man, when it, it reminds you who's running things.
3: <laughs>
1: when it goes out, hey you stub your toe, you oh you broke your foot, you oh you did this, yeah, oh you got a little no. If I shut it down, nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much what's been going on last um forty eight hours and so um anyway. Just trying to get through this thing here this morning. I want to remind you, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Terrell Thomas, get some of this NBA talk. I have a, um, and I want to apologize too, but because I've been laid up, I didn't do a fresh casting call. And and, and you're really not going to miss out on anything because I'm going, to sh- I'm going to drive you to where you need to see some of the upcoming opportunities. So even... Though there's not a lot of stuff going on in front of the camera, this is a really good time to try and concentrate on those jobs behind the camera if that's something you're looking for. Also, D. Orlando Ledbetter is going to join us coming up in the nine o'clock hour. Going to talk uh, well a little bit of Falcons even though they're in a bye week, and then what's going on around the uh, the NFL. But you know this past week even though i was down there in florida and you're up here sam and doing what we're doing here, uh at the corner of our eyes we noticed that major league baseball was them folks especially them guys up in new york were spending some money well they
3: were throwing the cash around weren't they <laughs> i mean i mean just flying <laughs> just cash all over the place
1: but in what you expected here now this year especially because you heard that they were, you know, I forgot the guy's name, the, the owner of the, of the mess, but he wasn't messing around. If the Yankees didn't come correct, they were going after Aaron Judge. Uh, they were going to go after, uh, they weren't going to give long-term contracts. That was the word you got, which is why DeGrom ended up going to Texas and grabbing all the money. But when I saw what, I, I just would have liked to have been a part of the call when DeGrom signed to Texas. And they had that void in their starting lineup yeah, <laughs> and somebody yeah. made a call to Justin Verlander and, and Verlander, of course he, you know, just coming off. I mean, this dude is like Aaron Rodgers at the end of last year, you know, in that, well, actually no, because his team won, I shouldn't say that. Rogers team didn't win, but he comes off, comes off winning the MVP and now he's a free agent and they give him all the money. Well, same thing with Verlander, except he got a world series and the Mets call him and they say, Okay, we would really like to have you because we lost our other ace. Now, I would imagine he didn't think he was going to get the money he's getting, but he's in a really good bargaining position. And he says, all right, tell you what, you give me one penny more than the guy you got, your highest paid player right now, and by the way, my former teammate, and I'll come up there. And both of these dudes making $43 million a year, him and Scherzer with the Mets. And then they just went out and signed uh, one of the top players from Japan, Mets ain't screwing around, Sam. Yeah.
2: They, they, they're not screwing around. And, and Greg, um, not just New York City spending the money. Go down 95, about 90 miles in that city of brotherly love, of brotherly money. That's what you might want to call them. Because that, that town spent a little money this week, too.
1: Um, and, and, again, hang on one second. As you were saying that, I was trying to remember, and I just had a brain, you know what. Um, but I don't think that – the tell us what's going on with Philly. The, the, the who they young shortstop by the name of Trey Turner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Trey Turner. Now I remember was it like eleven. Yeah, that was crazy. That was eleven years. They spent too much money. And it's and and I'm wondering about that and um, what they're gonna do next because of these long term deals. But I think the biggest acquisition Philadelphia made, if I'm not mistaken, they re-signed Dave Dombrowski. You you're the Philly man. Am I correct? Didn't didn't their GM resign? Well, he did resign. I'm a Baltimore man, but I know Philly. Okay. He's okay. a well, yeah, Baltimore but yes. man. He's okay, ball. sorry. Yes. I thought you no, followed yes. Philly, too.
3: We, we, we got We got the, the, the Philly guy yeah. coming up in Terrell. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. that's
2: right. That's oh, that's Philly right. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
3: a serious Philly guy. But still,
2: the bottom line is the NL East, the Braves' um, path to stay on top of the NL East is going to be extremely tough. And uh, if they don't learn from their competitors of how to start signing these checks, it's going to be some hurt feelings around here soon. All right.
3: You you saw that that uh, Kenley Jansen is is going to Boston. The
1: air started for whatever reason this past week down there in Florida. The the clouds parted, and the air got a little sweeter in my world, because I was happy to see him go. I'm sorry. My fingernails will grow a little bit longer now that he's off that rotation. A
2: few people here have <laughs> that same. <laughs> I mean,
1: I just, I, listen, it, I understand closers are like quarterbacks. They're very hard to find. And when you find a great one, you want to hold on to it. But also there's other kinds of quarterbacks who could be starting quarterbacks. And then they, they make you sort of feel a certain way. You know, that dude who got to win the big win uh, for the Rams, meaning Baker Mayfield, he'll make you walk into traffic. Just as often as he wins a game, now that was the outlier as far as lately the way he won that game for the Rams. My point for saying it is, Kenley Jansen, he, I don't need that going through postseason again. Um, were he to be the the, the closer for, you know, the team you're hoping to get through, not have any hiccups and not give the other team advantages. Not walking, guys. Don't come in there and say, yeah, I can strike out three of them, but I'm going to walk two first. Okay. Well, as long as, he strikes uh, out, as long as he strikes out the three. I say he couldn't pitch. I'm just saying he, he makes you bite your nails and, and, and worry. And it doesn't always happen. It doesn't it's, – it's great that a closer – Has the as they say a closers mentality, and he can forget, but that don't mean the fans got to (laughs) forget. We're like every time. How many times do we see that with certain pitchers? You see, you know, even going back to Bobby when he was running things. You oh no, you bringing him in, (sighs) and you get your gut just kind (laughs) of makes you double over. (laughs) But anyway, man, what's your thoughts on what you've seen
3: so far? I mean, that's big, and judging that, you know, everybody here is waiting. We're waiting to see what happens with, with with Dansby Swanson. And I think that's the, uh, the whole thing with this team. Is this team prepared uh, to, to shift someone else into that position? Are they prepared to go out and, and acquire someone? Um, because the asking price is going to be high. You know, somebody's going to come with some, some big cash for this guy. And um, we know what he, he's meant for this team. Obviously, hometown product. And um, he puts a uniform on, it means a little something extra. But, you know, he, he's, he's in business. And, right. and you got this window time in your life to 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 do some things. Uh, he's checked so many boxes in his career already. Um, that you exactly. want to, you know what I mean? The All Star, the World Series. He's already checked those boxes. So I mean, if if he did that, a lot of people here would be disappointed if he took it to someplace else. Um, and he deserves, deserves the right to do that. But because he's homegrown, he's our guy. We we like him. We like them to be a part. That's because
1: we're, we're selfish and we under, You know, listen. I'm. I'm oh, I I'm a understand. Fan. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Got but, married last year. Might want to start a family, and he can get that big bag. Why not? I, I, I won't be mad at him because, like you said, he got the chip. He, he helped bring the chip here. Yep,
3: yeah. yep. Yeah. To his hometown.
1: So exactly. That's, that, that's
3: the thing. I mean, he'll always have his place here as far as with the fans. But I like to see if the Braves can find a way to work. That out. That's one of the many challenges that they're facing this off season. So, you know, we're still watching to see what happens with that.
1: So what was, you know, again, I was gone last week and I haven't talked to you. So what was your thoughts when you saw what uh, the Yankees finally stepped up and gave Aaron yeah. Judge that money?
3: Well, they, they, they almost had to. I mean, you, you can't let that guy walk and, he, you know, what he represents and, and what he just accomplished. I mean, look at what he did last season. He said, okay, all right, you don't, don't want to get the deal right? Let me go out here and play. And they, they, he went out and played.
1: Any, bet on himself. Show. Absolutely. Well, he bet on himself with a chip on his shoulder because he was mad. And see, then it came out later on. Un- unless you were up in New York and you had those kind of connections, I didn't know that he had a beef going on with, with, with Cashman. And 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 it was about that two hundred plus million dollar contract they offered him. That was supposed to stay between them. Now you can say, yeah, we you know we made an offer to him and it was a significant offer, but they put the money out there and the years to make him look greedy, and that stayed with him. And that was one of the reasons why. And so all of that San Diego and New York Giants and possibly Mets, all that conversation coming out to the last hour is what put Steinbrenner's feet. And, and by the way, Hal Steinbrenner, nowhere nowhere near as bombastic of his father. And he's actually what I understand to be opposite, he's kind of an introvert and, and didn't like the fact that, you know, it got, it got nasty the way it did. And I think it, Nationally nasty, but you found out that Aaron Judge had a problem with what Cashman did in his negotiating, because that's all that was, you know, early in the season. Hey, we made him a two hundred plus million dollar. Now, mind you, it was less than what Austin Riley got. Yeah. Now think about that. You know, Austin Riley is what's next, but this dude is thirty, and he has he's already shown to be what Austin Riley is now. It became and and, and is now. So that was, that was the ultimate low ball. But then to put it out there the way he did, yeah, I was happy to see him to, 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 to dangle those other teams over the feet because, yeah, there was no way they were going to be out there. And, I mean, they offered a guy the captainship, all yeah, of that, right, all of that stuff. Right, right, right. So it was, it was nice seeing New York Yankees management get backed into a corner. That don't happen that often. No. <laughs> so that was quite enjoyable. Uh, anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Hey, I wanna ask you a question, man. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't know. How much is a stamp?
3: Well, that's a good question.
1: I see, Because Eric, they don't put it, they, they don't put it on there. No, they don't. The reason I bring it up is because, starting off my insignificant information, today was the day, back in 70, 75, U.S. raised the price of a stamp, I think, for the first time significantly and as <laughs> in their mind significantly significantly was two cents not one penny two pennies it went from 10 cents to 13 cents and that was in the mid 70s oh man i have no idea what a stamp costs today that's one of them things that you think the you current should know
2: price for a regular stamp is 60 cents
1: did you know that? Or did you look it up? I looked it up. I looked it up. Did yes, you know it? No, I, I did not. I, I didn't, didn't know, know it either.
3: You know what? You know what? Sometimes when I go to the post office and whatnot, I'm dropping something off or shipping something, and I say, "Do you like stamps?" And I, you know, I just get some just to have because my wife would use them or whatnot. So I just get some and and have them. Right. You know, I, I never really look to see how much they how much they cost. I go. did, man. But, 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 one, but once you get them, they're good to use even if the price increases. The way you get now, they call forever, right, stamps. forever stamps, right? right. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you, you go buy them now at this price and you have them next year and the price goes up, you still use those stamps. All
1: right. Well, I'm sitting here with all this other,
2: I, I, I tell I you I knew what,
3: that much. <laughs> I, I <laughs> well, when was the last
2: time either of you guys mailed an envelope?
3: This week. You oh, mailed the yeah, I had to mail one this week. Man, I mean, we we old was, school, was, man. No, man, no, we're no, old, no. Yeah. I was responding to someone and they sent a return envelope, so. But I that was already stamps. Uh, no, no, I, I put a stamp on it.
2: Oh, you can't send a return envelope and don't have it pre-posted. Was,
3: somebody had one. Oh, no. I was sending, I was sending yeah. something. So I said, okay, all right. I put what they needed. I put it back in there and sealed it up and put the stamp on it and it's gone.
1: Yeah. As long as that building's there on the corner with folks going in mail and mailing stuff, I'm going to use it you know so <laughs>
3: i'm just saying i mean i you understand what you in mean in to make
1: sure your picture ain't on the wall yeah, there you go that, well, that's what i always tell by me. the way when is the last time you saw some some wanted folks in a post office? i really haven't i haven't either i haven't either they selling everything under the sun but they ain't got no pictures of people wanted <laughs> they got you buying this box and that one in different colors all right uh, especially,
3: especially this time of year right Yo. yes exactly
1: and as we leave you I tell you this on this day I'll give you another one of those fun facts 1981 Muhammad Ali's last fight last fight happened on this day it was his 61st fight too got beat by Trevor Berbick. in case you didn't know Happened down, happened down in Nassau, man. But mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth Chieta down there in Nassau, Bahamas. All right, coming up at 8 o'clock hour, we are going to talk more, uh, well, a little bit more NBA with Terrell Thomas. Talk about this, uh, this World Cup going on and let you know about what's going on as far as the film industry in a casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,